This podcast episode has been made possible by the Catapult Caribbean Artist Showcase Grant in partnership with American Friends of Jamaica in collaboration with Kingston Creative and the Fresh Milk Art Platform. Thank you for the support. Welcome to another episode of Artifacts, where our lives affect art inside out. I am your host, Jade Hassel, and today I'm in conversation with Bermudian designer Rochelle Miners. Rochelle Miners is a Bermudian designer. She has been designing since the age of seven with paper dolls. She started sewing lessons at 10 years old and subsequently went to Bermuda College. She studied art and design in 2009. After graduating, she moved to London in 2010 to pursue fashion. From there, she received a BA with honors and distinction in fashion design. During her time in university, she worked for designers such as Lulu Lu, Mother of Pearl, Sandra Rhodes, and Netta Porter. She launched Rochelle Nicole, her fashion label, in 2014 after graduation. Her collection was featured at Graduate Fashion Week in London and Bermuda Fashion Festival. The Windows collection was featured in Nylon Magazine Online, Essence Magazine Online, and in Press in Bermuda. She continued developing her line in the UK for four years and then returned to Bermuda in 2018. It was this move that inspired her relaunch of Rochelle Nicole. Her brand debuted the Swirl Collection at Bermuda Fashion Festival Local Designer Show. She won top prize and was able to showcase her collection at New York Fashion Week. She continued with this trajectory and was featured in RG Magazine and on the cover of WestJet Magazine. In 2019, she also secured store collaborations with Orange Bay. This year, in 2020, she won the Best of Bermuda Award in local clothing designer category. The coronavirus pandemic called for the designing of masks, so she answered the call and created a line of masks where she partnered with Brown & Co. They carry her masks as merchandise on island. Rochelle is committed and dedicated to her purpose in fashion. With faith, she has been able to manifest abundance and continue to create. She is currently in progress of creating her SS21 collection. If you would like to connect with Rochelle, you can find her online at rochellenicole.co.uk. Good afternoon, Rochelle. Welcome to the Artifacts Podcast. We're super excited to have you on with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited. Yes, me too. I'm so glad that we could finally get a chance to sit down and chat about your journey and everything that you're doing with your brand, which is fantastic. And, you know, what I've just learned about, you know, you've pretty much supplied masks for the entire island, which is amazing. Can you talk a little bit about that, how that opportunity came for you? Well, yes. I mean, I love, I love creating and I love, I really enjoy making these masks for everyone, but it mainly happened like at the beginning of, of lockdown when, you know, everyone was in a time of uncertainty, you know, people weren't really shopping. And so, you know, I just pivoted and I was like, you know what, I have skills that I can use um, to make these masks to help solve the problem with everybody and you know keep my customers looking fashionable at the same time so literally that's how it started um I started to make just bespoke ones for anybody who who had asked and then mm-hmm. I decided to you know really take it seriously and make you know a full summer collection and that's when the summer collection um masks were launched and it actually became a product line of Rashana Girl. 
So oh, that's exciting. That's fantastic. So where can people find the masks on Island? They can shop online um, on my website at rashanaco.co.uk. Um, they can also go into Brown & Co. We just restocked, who just restocked our mask. Um, they were a big supporter of our summer collection and now they've stocked the fall collection. Um, and also now, as of yesterday, uh, Stargasso C. So they can order through Stargasso C app. Oh, that's and fantastic. Lots of mask on there. So there's many avenues for them to be able to shop. Yeah, definitely. So I just want to pivot a little bit and just kind of like go back and talk about your early beginnings. Um, because you you did have an early start in fashion. You played with Playboy dolls at the age of seven, sewing at age 10. Did you know all along that you wanted to pursue fashion? Absolutely. Um, I think it was something magical that happened when I first was introduced to paper dolls. My mom you know, I loved Barbies, but, you know, you can't really make their clothes, right? And so, mm -hmm. like, she introduced paper dolls where I got the chance to um, to design clothing for these dolls from scratch from my head, right? And it was just, the I was just so excited and it was so exhilarating to be able to do that. Um, and because of that, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So even during, like, you know, primary school, Port Royal days, and we had our career day, I used to dress up as a fashion designer. I used to tell everybody... I'm going to be a fashion designer, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm not going to be a lawyer, like this is what I want to do. And, you know, it's so funny, I look back and, you know, you're so sure about, I was so sure about what I was going to do that, like, even through high school, when it came to like career days and stuff, I didn't even bother to go to like the events because I knew I'm not going to be here, I'm going mm -hmm. to pursue fashion. So, you know, I stuck to my guns and, and here we are today. Wow, that's amazing. So I would imagine that you had like lots of support like from your family um, to be able to pursue something in a creative industry because that's the thing about growing up in Bermuda. Like, you know, there we always talk about like doing something in financial services or being a lawyer or, um, you know, being a doctor or something. Um, how supportive was your family like when you had decided that you wanted to be a fashion designer? Uh, my parents are the best like they are still supporting me <laughs> yeah um they, they they saw my dream they saw the passion they saw the fire behind it and you know they say you know you can you can be whatever you want to be we'll support you it, it's it may not be easy um but you know we're here to support you regardless and so like even up to now you know I'm still you know I'm living in her at home but I'm moving out into my own place and I've taken over their spare bedroom as my studio, like without any hesitation. Like they've always oh, wow. been there by me, cons consistently supporting me with this dream. Um, through the highs and through the lows, because it has been a process, it has been a journey as for every creative. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they, they never, they've never faltered. Wow, that's so. amazing. It's a blessing to have parents like that. Shout out to them because they make <laughs> such a big difference for us in our lives. And so you just mentioned, you know, that it hasn't been all uphill, that there have been some challenging things that you've experienced. Could you talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you have faced on your journey? Um, I think mainly it's to stick into following the passion. I mean, you can, a lot of people I feel, you know, are afraid to take the entrepreneurial route because of, you know, lack of security yes. or, uh, 
you know, maybe I should go just do something else. There's been loads of times where I've just been like, you know, I, you know, this is the struggle is hard. And, you know, it could be so much easier if I just go get a designation or if I just go and get a business degree or, um, you know, just kind of settle, I guess you can say. And, you know, I've had this conversation with many people before and they all ask me and they're like, well, you know, what is it that you want to do? And I'm like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, there was a plan B for me. Like, this is all I ever wanted to do. And so uh living in bermuda it's tough financially mm-hmm. like you to be in a creative industry because you know we don't necessarily get paid as much as other industries uh so some people have to take second jobs third right. jobs to fund their dreams and that is something that i've had to do and and still do um but at the end of the day like this has always been the dream this has right. always been the goal it's going to be number one for me mm-hmm. so I think just having to you know be realistic and do what I have to do to be able to do what I have to do right 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 and another struggle I guess is you know through uni uni has always was always a struggle um, I wasn't always the best at fashion in my uni um, but I had to work really really hard to to get the grades that I got and to receive the the platforms that I was featured on um after mm-hmm. university um the fashion industry is a tough tough industry it's probably yes. one of the most competitive industries to even break through so you know that in itself has been a challenge just to get Roshan Co out there um in the industry so it's a it's a daily challenge but you know to be in in any creative field the number one thing is passion first right like you have to be passionate about what it is you're doing if not if not you're not gonna make it <laughs> yeah definitely the, the passion has to be there or you might as well just walk away <laughs> um, because I think the passion is what kind of keeps us in the game I think um, more than anything else because obviously like you said it is challenging and if you're not passionate about it because it's so difficult you will leave and you will find yeah. something else to do <laughs> So um, the passion is definitely important. I did want to talk also about something that I know that you did when you were younger, which we mm-hmm. kind of share in common. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with Semester at Sea? Yes. yes, I remember that we had that in common. I remember I had told you, I've seen you once and I told you that I was doing it or something like that. And, you know, we were able to connect <laughs> on that. So can you talk a little bit about like, your experience did you do it in uni or did you do it like just before uni so I did it transitioning from Bermuda College to um to my uh beginning of my studies in London that gap year I took mm-hmm. um so I, I've been on semester C fall 2009 semester woo woo <laughs> I'm, I'm summer 2011 oh nice yes <laughs> Um, yeah, that was an experience of a lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. I had yeah, friends with my sassers till this day. You know, it was definitely life changing in the sense that it opened up my eyes to different cultures, different experiences, you know, being away from Bermuda for the first time yes. on a ship mm-hmm. across the world. Like, which is know, insane when you think about just the way that the program <laughs> is set up. Yeah, it's like, it's amazing. 
but you know you become a family and you adapt and you you become accepting of the world and the world's cultures and the world's views and and it's i think honestly it's the best way to travel um mm-hmm. and everyone if they have the opportunity should at least try to go on a voyage um but you know, I got to see so many countries and meet so many lovely people and just, yeah, open up my awareness to the world that, you know, it sparked the desire to travel more, to live in, in different countries mm-hmm. um, more and just to live, have a thirst and a zest for life and yes. travel in a different way that I probably wouldn't have experienced if I remained in Bermuda. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. We we did so many different excursions great mm-hmm. wall of china i remember camel riding in morocco sleeping in the sahara desert yes. and, and in hawaii like it was just <laughs> you know wow like just looking back i did so many amazing things and mm-hmm. yeah it's something that i would cherish forever yeah um, absolutely and in fact like going to japan and, and seeing the harajuku and like going to Seeing the fashion in different countries as well was definitely my my design direction and and where I was and where I was at at that time. You know, I wasn't doing fashion um, during that trip, but right. I was preparing myself to go to London to study the fashion. So yeah, it prepared me. It definitely prepared me for um, moving to a foreign country, mingling with other cultures from around the world, and yeah and who I am as a as a as an adult yes absolutely I mean I couldn't have explained the experience in a better way like I can totally relate and I don't know about you but when we were getting off the ship we cried everybody everybody was crying (laughs) I looked over to my left my right everybody and it was just it was amazing it was so amazing literally life-changing and any person who is interested in traveling i would definitely like you said recommend them to the program because i don't know it just it opens up your mind to to so many different things that you otherwise wouldn't get to experience if you didn't travel in that kind of way like not just not just on a ship but also like on a ship with so many people who (laughs) yeah it's like it's amazing like like you say you become like a floating family like literally yeah it was fantastic so thank you for sharing about your experience um I've always like wanted to talk to you a little bit more about that which is really cool so I did want to ask you about um some of the other designers that you've worked with like Mother of Pearl Zandra Rhodes um how did working with these designers and brands help you in your own journey um, that's a good question. Um, I took little bits and nuggets from each brand. So the the working style, the the colors that they use, the type of fabrics they use, the construction techniques that they use. Um, I've taken that in the back of my brain and I've applied it to uh, my brand in different aspects. If it comes to branding, if it comes to customer awareness. Um, especially like mother of pearl she is more like a, a sporty luxury brand as well mm-hmm. um but she uses she collaborates with different artists and creates these really funky um exciting prints and so oh, that's really cool actions every um season and you know just places where uh they manufactured their goods um you know how they created their lookbooks 
you know, how their factories was, were set up. Other things that have, um, I've taken nuggets and bits from um, and put it in place in regards to where, where we're trying to go now and, and where we want to go in the future. So I've just been honored and blessed to be yes. able to, um, like, work with these brands because, you know, Xander Rose, like, she's, she's got to be in her 70s and, you know, she's been around for decades and, mm-hmm. and brilliant and textile designer how did you land that experience or that opportunity so, yeah in university yeah i studied at uca rochester um in kent in the uk mm-hmm. um she's actually um affiliated with the school and so she every year looks for uh interns oh, that's um, awesome. and so i applied and yeah and i and i received the internship and it was a three month three or four month internship and um what we were doing was we were uh, building a database of all her pieces and photographing them. And I also got to help out with some of the designs as well as, you know, as sewing and repairing some of her garments. But we went through her archives and got to see pieces from the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. now, right? So that was That's amazing. Yeah, what a what a great opportunity for you. So, what would be your advice then for like upcoming designers? Like, do you think internships are like absolutely vital for them to be able to get some experience in the industry? I think every experience is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the more experience you get, the better you get to understand the industry, how it works. You get to understand. Um, you get different connections. From different people but once you work with somebody they'll remember you and yeah. so you know you can always come back to a job if you apply for a job there um at the time when i was in the uk uh internships were mandatory for our studies but also um it was it was mostly volunteer work so right you know it was humbling experience as well and you get to learn the inside out of how a fashion brand how a fashion house works and I don't think there's anything that can beat that really especially if you're starting out yeah and you don't have the experience that you need I think working for an internship you can get more hands-on experience working at an internship than you can at university right so like my my suggestion is and I'm not anti-uni because I learned a lot (laughs) university (laughs) <laughs> but it's not necessary. You can do short courses and um, and internships, work experience. I think that's probably one of the right, best ways. Right, right. Yes, definitely. Um, I, I can definitely agree with that for sure. So I wanted to ask you about your experience at the Bermuda Fashion Festival um, where you went on to win, which is fantastic. And then you were able to go to New York Fashion Week. Can you share with us what that experience was like for you? Uh, that experience was wonderful. Um, it was a definitely a step in fate. <laughs> I had just moved back to Bermuda in March and I was at a place where I was like, okay, because um, you know, I'm a Christian, I believe in God. And I was just praying and I was just like, Lord, you know, okay, let your will be done. Like, you know, I want to do fashion. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here in Bermuda. You know how the environment is. And I had been in contact with um, the Bermuda Fashion Festival previously to work with them um, on their team. So right. they had hired me for the Fashion Fest as one of the production coordinators. And then I also had applied as a local designer, mm-hmm. uh, but got rejected. 
originally because they were looking for all new participants and I had previously participated in 2014. Okay. Um, so that was, so I, you know, I worked with them and then they emailed me and said they had one of the designers had fallen out and had asked if I wanted to take her place. So it was almost just like, wow. Wow, that's okay. crazy. <laughs> So not only am I working for the fashion festival, but I'm now also showcasing as a local designer. So, you know, I had two roles on my hands. And so I worked very hard for both to go home at night to create the collection as well as in the day working, putting the festival, helping to um, put the festival together. It was brilliant. I, I just, I didn't know that it was in me. <laughs> but right. it came out. Sorrel collection. I actually designed that collection two years ago um, in 2016. I had started it. That's where the Sorrel idea came from, but right. I just never executed it. And so I remember my mom, I was like, Mom, I don't know what to do for this collection. Like, I don't know. I don't have, I, don't, I can't think of anything. And she's like, Well, Rochelle, like, you have Sorrel. And I'm like, Yeah, but you know, I, I started that a long time ago. She's like, Just mm -hmm. develop it. Just it and I was like okay and so literally I just took it and I developed it and then you know what you saw on the runway is is what came into fruition so right. yeah it's amazing last, I didn't expect to win I mean I just did it because I love it I went to launch the brand in Bermuda and just say hey like this is Roshana Pills this is what we're about and that's it and yeah that's amazing yeah. and then especially for you to at first like not even be accepted um, to showcase as a local designer, but then for them to call you back thereafter because someone else dropped out, like that was nothing but fate. That mm -hmm. was nothing but fate at all. Like, honestly, you couldn't have even written it like any better <laughs> than that. So that's amazing. So how about your experience yeah. in New York Fashion Week? Yeah, that was awesome as well. So I, um, I featured in Fashion Gallery New York, middle of Manhattan. And we stayed at the hotel, it was at the Stewart Hotel that um, showcased the collection. And that was just exhilarating as well, because, you know, it's one thing to showcase in Bermuda, but then to take it overseas and to receive the same, um, the same reaction, the same positive right. feedback yes. on, an, on an international level is, it's so, it's reassuring, but also it's just, like unreal because every creative every artist is nervous about showcasing mm -hmm. their work too definitely <laughs> right and it's like we all just we all have doubts and we all have oh they're gonna like it you know mm -hmm. i don't know we all share that um you know it's it takes courage it takes boldness yes. to be able to say hey i made this this is my collection you know and stand by it right and so you know going to new york fashion week that was a whole dream in itself because I remember being in London right before I returned to Bermuda I was working for a company that I had enjoyed but wasn't fulfilled and I was listening to a podcast from Les Brown and and he was said um what is one if you had six months right now what would you do and I literally wrote down I would quit my job I will create a collection and I will showcase it to the world wow <laughs> and, and literally wow that's crazy <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and 
and it's so funny I also listen to Lars Brown too and he's definitely one of the people that inspire me too I remember he had had this quote like the graveyard is like the richest place in the world because it's full of the most wealthiest people or, or like the people who have the most ideas that have never come to fruition and once I heard that quote I was just like wow like so many people like have so many things inside of them that they never get out in their lifetime and do I want to be one of those people and that was really like one of the main reasons why I decided to you know pursue this so it's funny that you mentioned Les Brown because he was definitely one of the people who inspired me so um you just talked about Swirl which is SS19 for you right yeah yeah spring summer 19 I launched it it was autumn into 19 and then Spring, summer 19, and then now it's autumn, winter 2021. I always get confused when it comes to the <laughs> seasons, right? Because it's always one year ahead. Right. Um, yes. Yes. So yeah. now, now you're working on your spring, summer 21 collection. Can you share a little yeah. something that we can look forward to seeing from this collection? So it's still a take on the swirl, um, but it's going to be beautiful, bright Bermuda colors um, and a blend of my window collection that I had launched in 2014 and mix it with swirl. So it's going to be um, beautiful, simple um, slip dresses as well as some cute play suits and jumpsuits and just bright and airy and mm, Very beautiful. nice. Yeah, that's amazing. So what's the best material that you work with? Well, right now I've been using a lot of cotton, but for my past collection, I did a lot of scuba stretch fabric um which I'm I'm starting to move away from but my yeah my most favorite um material to work with is probably denim I'm enjoying my okay revamping denim um it's just a sturdy fabric and easy to sew and and it's strong and it's you can make it look really pretty you can Mm -hmm. destroy it (laughs) alter it so yeah, denims and cotton. So mainly like woven fabric. Awesome. So how how is it that you want people to feel when they're wearing your clothes? Uh, um, Rashana woman, she is sexy. She is confident, <laughs> powered. Um, she knows that she can do anything. You know, when she walks down the street, I have a quote, like she makes the sidewalk her runway. She has that sort of attitude that's fierce. Yes, to that. That's awesome. She's rocking around. She's going into that boardroom and she's killing it because she's in that work attire that was designed, you know, so just mm-hmm. confident, empowered, and beautiful. You know, I want people to feel feel that when they're wearing my clothes and feeling secure that what they're wearing is, is going to last and it's fashionable. Yes, that's amazing. Um, so I also wanted to ask you just about your thoughts on representation in fashion you know, because representation is a, you know, it's been like one of the topics in many different industries over the past couple of years. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts as a designer about representation in fashion. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, representation in fashion through the past few years, it's been better. It's been a more diverse range of, of women on the runways, sizes, as well as ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a because as consumers, you know, we're not just, you're not just appealing to one type of consumer, right? One right. type of, of race. It's everyone. It's a global entity. It's a global, um, the world is global. Mm-hmm. So yes, 
think it's very important to be diverse and be inclusive of you know all shapes and sizes and all ethnicities and i'm loving what i'm seeing um thus far with with you know high street fast fast fashion retailers as well like asos and boohoo mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or multiracial um multi-ethnic models on their on their sites but as well as you know different sizes um it is encouraging to see more black designers coming to the forefront as well yeah fantastic well i have one last question for you um before we wrap things up and the question is um if you could go back and tell yourself one thing at the beginning of your career what would it be Ooh, i would say because i'm an entrepreneur to do more business oriented courses and programs yeah, other than that, that's it. I think my my journey has been where it needs to be and and how it should have been. Yes. Um, I went to uni earlier mm-hmm. in my life, but I haven't done semester C. So <laughs> right, so everything has happened as it should have, literally. Yes, yes, and also I think I would have believed in myself a little bit more and started my brand a little bit earlier than earlier. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to be ready or feel ready when you are starting any sort of company or taking yourself seriously in the passion that you want to do. And I feel like if you have any sort of doubt or you don't feel ready, I, I believe you shouldn't execute it yet because you got to go full 100. If not, you're just going to be, right. you know, stuck or unstable. So I would, I would tell my younger self to believe in yourself more earlier and sooner. Because who knows where Rochelle or Nicole would be if I had started earlier. <laughs> Absolutely. That's amazing, Rochelle. This has been fantastic. So because you're a designer, I want to ask you, um, heels or flats for you? Flats all the way. <laughs> okay. I love flats. Heels are great. You know, as Miss Bermuda, I had to wear heels all the time. And so I'm I'm probably still recovering from that. So right now it's just <laughs> traumatized, traumatized from yeah. the heels. That's funny. <laughs> okay, but, well, where where can we find you online? So Instagram, you can follow me mainly. It's the main platform that I use at Rochelle underscore Nicole. As well as Rochelle, Rochelle Nicole London, LDN. Um and yeah, and that's it. The two platforms that I mainly use. Okay, fantastic. Well, Rochelle, this has been amazing. I'm so glad we could finally get a chance to catch up, sit down and talk about your journey. This has been incredible. And I'm really wishing you all the best with your new collection and with your brand moving forward. Thank you so much, Jenny. It's been a pleasure. Please share with friends, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us online at theartifacts.com and on Instagram at The Artifacts. If you'd like to send us a message or to suggest an artist that you'd like to see on the show, please connect with us at theartifacts at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you our upcoming episodes. Peace and blessings. This recording is copyrighted by Jude Hassel, and all rights are reserved.